The views and opinions on the following program are those of the participants and not necessarily those of KKVV Las Vegas. Are you between a rock and a hard place? Are you not sure if you're a sinner or a saint? Do you think you've lost your salvation? Let me take you to the New King James Version. In the book of Matthew, chapter 18, verses 12 through 14, and Jesus says, What do you think if a man has a hundred sheep and one of them goes astray? Does he not leave the ninety-nine and go to the mountains to seek the one that is strained? And if he should find it, assuredly, I say to you, he rejoices more over that sheep than over the 99 that did not go astray. Welcome to Save the Lost at All Costs. Posted by Save the Lost at All Costs, Inc. Featuring your sister in Christ and humble servant of the Lord, Nina S. Griffin. Good afternoon. You're listening to Sister Nina S. Griffin, and we are on Save the Lost at All Costs. We're going to open up phone lines right away. If you are local, you will dial 702-650-5588. Again, if you're local and like to join in on our discussion today, have a praise report, have a prayer request, just would like to comment, we'd love to hear from you locally, 702-650-5588. If you're calling outside the Las Vegas area, we do have a toll-free number for you. And to call in, that would be 800 300 I say again, that toll-free number to join in on our discussion today would be 800-366-8883. We are being streamed live over the Internet. I always like to call it the God Net, Vernon. It would be no Internet without God. So let's give glory and honor where it's due. It's the God Net, but some say the Internet at KKVV's Radio station, which is www.kkvv.com. Hello and God bless. Vernon and I just wave to you. We're also being streamed live over the Internet where you can listen to us audio and video stream from Save the Lost at All Costs' website, which is www.savethelostlv.org. If you have missed any of our previous broadcasts, like last week, Your Identity in Christ, and God bless you, Minister LaSharon and Brother Vernon. It was excellent teaching, and I had a wonderful time re-listening to it and writing all the scriptures down. So go to the website at www.savethelostlv.org, select what you've missed. The one I was talking about happened last Sunday on November the 13th. The gospel is always free on our watch. We have several there for you to listen uh, to and get blessed. And tell somebody else about it. Right, Brother Vernon? Amen. Uh, In addition to that, we are also free on iTunes. We also have a toll-free number for you. Excuse me. Let me say again. Back that up. We gave the toll-free number. But the cell phone, everybody usually has a handy-dandy cell phone. So you can listen to KKVV on your cell phone. And you can listen to us right now. I see you, Brother Dean. Yes, that's a hand clap, a praise clap. God made that possible. And that number you would dial would be 563-999-3194. I'm going to say it again. 563-999-3194. And if you're looking at us over the Internet, uh, you should be able to see that on KKVV's website. And I would really encourage you to lock it into your cell phone. That is a great cell phone friend to have. 
KKVV. Amen. We are also on the AM dial, which is 1060 AM, and we're also being heard on the FM dial, which is 101.5. Brother Vernon Davis, how are you, man of God? And let me say it correctly. Oh, he no. is Vernon J. Davis, Jr. Uh, how are you, Brother Vernon? <laughs> I'm doing great. I have, yes, I missed you last week. Amen. I'm glad you're back. So, Amen. I missed you so as I well. Can, so I can learn more. Amen. But I was just beaming listening to you and Minister LaSharon again. Kisses to her. We love her. God yes. bless her. Uh, we wish her great success and her wonderful faithfulness and working to build the kingdom of God. It is so Amen. wonderful to hear someone love the Lord as she loves the Lord. So we appreciate that. Amen. Amen. So, Brother Vernon, we are going to get into our discussion today, and we're going to talk a little bit about Satan and how he uses his devices to steal the word. And there's only one way that he can steal the word. And we're going to look at that. So to, our discussion is how Satan steals the word. And people say, well, how can he do that? And as Pastor Terry would say, I'm, I'm so, so glad, glad you asked. asked. So we're going to look at two parables. And again, our discussion is today is how Satan steals the word. Amen? Amen. So we are going to look at Matthew 13. And we're going to look at uh, the parable of the four soils. So I would like for you to start in Matthew chapter 13, and we're probably going to read down to about verse 23, okay? Okay. Alrighty, so you're in the New King James Version, right? Yes. And Jesus is teaching because I see a lot in red. Amen. So I want everyone to get their minds and their hearts ready to receive the word of God. Uh, we pray that it blesses you. We pray that the Holy Spirit speaks to you and that after you hear this, you will line up with the word of God. Amen. Amen. All right. That's our simple prayer for you is that you line up with the word of God. Just that simple. And we love you. Amen. Amen. All right, Brother Vernon, you are in Matthew chapter 13, and we're going to read verses 1 down to 23. In Matthew chapter 13, verse 1, On the same day Jesus went out of the house and sat by the sea. Two, and great multitudes were gathered together to him, so that he got into a boat and sat, and the whole multitude stood on the shore. Verse 3, Then he spoke many things to them in parables, saying, Behold, a sower went out to sow. Verse 4, And as he sowed, some seed fell by the wayside, and the birds came and devoured them. 5, Some fell on stony places where they did not have much earth, and they immediately sprang up because they had no depth of earth. 6, But when the sun was up, they were scorched, and because they had no root, they withered away. 7, And some fell among thorns, and the thorns sprang up and choked them. 8, But others fell on good ground and yielded a crop. Some a hundredfold, some sixty, some thirty. Nine. He who has ears to hear, let him hear. Ten. And the disciples came and said to him, Why do you speak to them in parables? Verse eleven. He answered and said to them, 
because it has been given to you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven, but to them it has not been given. 12. For whoever has to him more will be given, and he will have abundance, but whoever does not have, even what he has will be taken away from him. Verse 13. Therefore I speak to them in parables, because seeing they do not see, and hearing they do not hear, nor do they understand. Verse 14. And in them the prophecy of Isaiah is fulfilled, which says, Hearing you will hear, and shall not understand, and seeing you will see, and not perceive. Verse 15. For the hearts of this people have grown dull, their ears are hard of hearing, and their eyes they have closed, lest they should see with their eyes and hear with their ears, lest they should understand with their hearts and turn, so that I should heal them. Verse 16, But blessed are your eyes, for they see, and your ears, for they hear. 17, For surely I say to you that many prophets and righteous men desire to see what you see, and did not see it, and to hear what you hear, and did not hear it. 18. Therefore hear the parable of the sower. 19. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom, and does not understand it, then the wicked one comes and snatches away that was sown in his heart. What was sown in his heart? This is, the, this is he who received seed by the wayside. Verse 20. But he who received the seed on stony places, this is he who hears the word, and immediately receives it with joy. Verse 21, Yet he has no root in himself, but endures only for a while. For when tribulation or persecution arises because of the word, immediately he stumbles. 22, Now he who received seed among the thorns is he who hears the word and the cares of this world and the deceitfulness of riches choke the word and he becomes unfruitful. Verse 23, but he who received seed on the good ground is he who hears the word and understands it, who indeed bears fruit and produces some a hundredfold, some sixty, some thirty. Amen. Amen. So let's uh, look back at verse 15. And I want you to read that and there's something that sticks out and we're going to look at that in Luke 8 but I want the listener to to really really see this so read verse 15 please 15 for the hearts of this people have grown dull their ears are hard of hearing and their eyes they have closed lest they should see with their eyes and hear with their ears no that's verse 16 we want to go up to 15 we're talking about you started verse 14. Oh, you want me to start at 14? Right. I was, I was started at 15. I'm sorry. Okay, 14? Right. Okay, verse 14. And in them the prophecy of Isaiah is fulfilled, which says, mm-hmm. Hearing you will hear and shall not understand, and seeing you will see and not perceive. 15. For the hearts of this people have grown dull. So we see right there, mm-hmm. it says, The hearts of the people have grown dull. Hearts. Mm-hmm. Let's keep that in mind. Keep reading, sir. Their ears are hard of hearing, and their eyes they have closed. So when your heart has grown dull, your ears are hard of hearing. Mm-hmm. Not have become, are. You see that? That's mm-hmm. a big difference. That is a right now condition. Mm-hmm. They are. When your heart has grown dull, this is what it produces. And what does it say about the eyes? In their eyes, they have closed. Okay. So it produces a dull heart. You have your heart of hearing. 
and your eyes have closed. Amen. And the eyes are the windows to the soul. Yes. And how can you hear a preached word if your ears are hard of hearing? And keep reading, sir. Lest they should see with their eyes and hear with their ears, lest they should understand with their hearts and turn, so that I should heal them. See, there's a condition right here, man of God. Hard of hearing. You cannot see. And the only way that you can have that condition reversed is if you turn your heart. Amen. And what does the last part says? It says, lest they should understand with their hearts and turn so that I should heal them. So There's only one that can heal that. Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. But the only way that he can heal that, it takes an action of that particular person is to turn their heart. Amen. And if they don't, he cannot heal them. And I think people have read this man of God and seen that, but do not understand why they cannot receive a healing. Because it requires them to do something. Mm -hmm. Amen? Amen. So let's look at Luke chapter 8. This is fascinating, isn't it? Yes, it is. Luke 8. Yes, let's look at Luke 8. So we have a, a condition here, man of God. Hard of hearing and blindness. Wow. So we're looking at Luke chapter 8. So let's see. Now let's go down to verse 4. And we are going to... Look all the way to verse 18. So we're going to start at Luke chapter 8, verse mm -hmm. 4, and we're going to go down to the 18th verse. And I see red, so Jesus is speaking, speaking again. again. Yes. Amen? Amen. Okay, let's okay. look at it. From the New King James Version, Luke chapter 8, starting at verse 4. And when a great multitude had gathered and they had come to him from every city, he spoke by a parable. Five. A sower went out to sow his seed, and as he sowed, some fell by the wayside, and it was trampled down, and the birds of the air devoured it. Verse 6. Some fell on rock, and as soon as it sprang up, it withered away because it lacked moisture. 7. And some fell among thorns, and a thorn sprang up with it and choked it. 8. But others fell on good ground, sprang up, and yielded a crop a hundredfold. When he had said these things, he cried, he who has ears to hear, let him hear. Verse 9. Then his disciples asked him, saying, What does this parable mean? 10. And he said, To you it has been given to know the mysteries of the kingdom of God, but to the rest it is given in parables, that seeing they may not see, and hearing they may not understand. Verse 11. Now the parable is this. The seed is the word of God. I need to stop you right there. Would you read verse 11? Now the parable is this, the seed is the word of God. So the seed that has been used in Matthew 13, mm -hmm. as well as in Luke 8, the seed yes. is the word of God. Absolutely. So let's continue with that mindset. The seed is the word of God. It is so crystal clear as Jesus is teaching. Amen. Mm -hmm. So will you continue? 
We're going to pick up in verse 12, please. Verse 12. Those by the wayside are the ones who hear. Then the devil comes and takes away the word out of their hearts, lest they should believe and be saved. Wow. Read that again. Those by the wayside are the ones who hear. Then the devil comes and takes away the word out of their hearts, lest they should believe and be saved. So these are the people who are non-believers. Because it says the devil comes and takes the word, it it refers to it as the seed, Mm -hmm. out of Of their their hearts. hearts. And Mm -hmm. we just saw that when your heart grows dull or your heart is dull. Ears are closed and your eyes. You cannot see. And, And you have to turn your heart towards him or guess what? He can't yeah, heal yeah. you. That's right. So we have uh, something very serious going on right here, don't we, Brother Vernon? Amen. Okay, now would you go to verse 13? Verse 13, but the ones on the rock are those who, when they hear, receive the word with joy, and these have no root, who believe for a while, and in time of temptation fall away. Wow. So that's an impulsive heart. The first one is an unresponsive heart. And then we have an impulsive heart. Very childlike. Mm-hmm. Children will play with something, Vernon, until there's something else introduced. They'll drop that and go run to something else. Amen. So it said they believed what? For a little while. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes, Brother Vernon, people are influenced They weren't really committed to begin with. Amen. Something more attractive came along. Oh, well, Brother Vernon, he stood up. I'm going to stand up. (laughs) Amen. That's that's, Right? Amen. Amen. Well, I did it because they did it. I really didn't know what I was doing. It sounded good, so I did it. Impulsive. Amen. I wanted people to like me. They said that if I did it, I got a dinner. I was hungry. There's no commitment with that. There are people who have different agendas when they stand and get married. Well, I was getting married for this reason. I was getting married for that reason. Well, I went to that job for this reason. No commitment. Amen. No commitment. Just sounded good. Yeah, At the I'm, time. Right. I only joined the program because I needed a place to sleep. Out of your your <laughs> mouth. Amen. <laughs> well, out of my mouth, but not from not out of my heart, not for very No, I understand that. But <laughs> you, you are right, but that's you are you are being that's true. That's you're being very, very serious about this. This is a very serious subject. Happening. So I understand and I appreciate that, Vernon. Yeah, it's, and it's, and it's, I know and I know your heart. Yeah, it's happening and it's you know, but sometimes um, it, it, the heart can change and turn. Well, Once they say, wow, I was here for something else, but my eyes amen. are open now. But there has to be a, a, a willingness right. to turn. It always. That's the beautiful thing about repentance. Always. A wonderful gift mm-hmm. that has eternal consequences. Mm-hmm. So let's continue reading, sir. Verse 14. Now the ones that fell among thorns are those who, when they have heard, go out and are choked with cares, riches, and pleasures of life, and bring no fruit to um, maturity. 
That's a preoccupied lust of the heart, mm-hmm. lust of the eyes. Mm-hmm. These are the works people, Brother Vernon. It's all about works for them. I'm a good person. I've done this. I've done this. Mm-hmm. Works cannot save us. Because that means that a man would be able to save, correct? Amen. And there are a lot of people, Vernon, that believe works are going to get them into the kingdom. It called it pleasures of life. It called it cares and riches. It, it it said nothing about divine. It said nothing about eternal. It said nothing about worship. It said nothing about salvation. Nothing about sanctification. Those are all kingdom words. Amen. You don't see that, do you? No. So this is all a man thing. Cares. Riches. And pleasures of life. Do you see choke with that distraction there's no word that can get down in you if you're choking on cares and pleasures and riches where does the word have where's the word going to get into you that's a preoccupied heart Mm -hmm. now let's look at keep going 15 but the ones that fell on the good ground are those who Having heard the word with a noble and good heart. Wow. What does that say? Two conditions of that heart, right? Noble and good. Amen. Keep it and bear fruit with patience. Mm -hmm. Okay. 16. No one, when he has lit a lamp, covers it with a vessel or puts it under a bed, but sets it on a lampstand that those who enter may see the light. 17. For nothing is secret that will not be revealed, nor anything hidden that will not be known and come to light. 18. Therefore take heed how you hear, for whoever has, to him more will be given, and whoever does not have, even what he seems to have, will be taken from him. You know, a lot of people are looking and said, this person is amassing this. This person is getting this. How is that? Mm -hmm. Then they need to really understand what you just read in verse 18. It says, therefore, take heed. Therefore, right now, pay attention. Mm -hmm. Therefore, and whatever follows, that is something you really need to take heed to. It says, therefore, take heed. It says, how you hear. Do you hear that, Vernon? How you hear. How can you hear with a dull heart? Mm -hmm. Then it says, for whoever has, to him more will be given. But we just talked about what? A noble heart, a good heart, right? Right. So when you have that type of heart, a responsive heart, It says, to him more will be given. And whoever does not have the noble heart, the good heart, the responsive heart, even what he seems to have will be taken from him. Now, before I uh, went on assignment, we talked about Ecclesiastes. And we went 
to chapter 2. And we looked at that. And it says it's like grasping at the wind. And the sinner, its job is to collect and gather. For those who have the noble and the good and responsive heart. That's all their job is to Mm do. Is to collect and gather. And I would, you know, tell our listening audience, please revisit Ecclesiastes chapter 2. Because it was laid out beautifully. So, Brother Vernon, this is a serious lesson that we have here with the parable of the sower of the seed. Amen? Amen. So, uh, we are going to look at something else. So, we can see how Satan is able to get in to the hardened heart. And who decides whether their heart is hardened or not? Are they aware of it? Oh, I believe they're aware of it because they've made choices. Lust. Pleasures of life. Riches. We even talked about it in uh, Ecclesiastes chapter 2. They despise wisdom. They despise instruction. So the thing is, is that this is how he's able to get into their heart. He's preventing them from receiving their inheritance because they are letting him in. Yeah, my question is, what if, what if their awareness to them being that way is a normal thing? Or how, maybe they're not aware of the fact that it is hard. I mean, unless they're conscious of it and they're consciously seeking to do evil, are they aware or maybe they think it's normal? Because people I've met, they just, that's the way it, it is. They don't think of as anything else, but you have to be that way to survive. Are they aware of it or is the devil just covering them up where well, they that, feel that, it's that, normal? Let's look at chapter 3 in Genesis. I'm glad that you asked that yeah, question. Let's go, let's go all the way and let's see. So we're going to go back to Genesis chapter 3. You ask a very good question. And this is at the point where Eve was deceived. You And I heard you and Minister LaSharon ministering on this um, last week. So we're going to look at chapter 3. And we're in the book of Genesis. Okay? Mm-hmm. Now, start reading, Brother Vernon, and you're going to find the answer to your question. Now, first of all, before we do that, let's let's have a qualifier here. And let's go to chapter 1, because I think we need to qualify it first, and then we'll be able to add. And we're going to look at verses 26, 27, and 28. Okay? So let's go to chapter 1, and let's look at verses 26, 27, and 28. Because you asked a very powerful question. So let's get you a very powerful answer. By way of the word of God. All right. Genesis chapter 1 verse 26. Then God said, let us make man in our image according to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over the cattle, over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. 27. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. Verse 28. Then God blessed them. And God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth and subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. So God created 
male and female, man and woman, in the image of himself, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So they're not against each other. They work in tandem. Amen? Amen. So if you are made in the Creator's image, you will have wisdom. Amen. You will have knowledge. You will have the spirit of obedience as the Son of Man had. As Jesus said, I do nothing unless my Father tells me to do it. He never was against his Father. And even when he ascended after the crucifixion, he sent the Holy Spirit down. Not for a visitation, but for an indwelling. That was the gift. He was the helper. He's the comforter. Amen. So... Now that we know whose image we're made in, now we know who has all authority, not some authority, all authority. The devil's job is to make you think that God does not have divine authority, does not have superiority, that you are an equal of him. To deny the deity of Christ is to deny the work of salvation, to deny the work that was done on the cross. So let's go back to chapter 3 in Genesis. And we were looking at around verse 1, right? Amen. So let's continue to read so we can answer your question. Chapter 3 of Genesis, verse 1. Now the serpent was more cunning than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said to the woman, Has God indeed said, You shall not eat of every tree of the garden? Well, the first thing is, that's a lie. God did not say that. The first thing the devil did was try to manipulate Eve into thinking that God somehow had Denied her something. Mm -hmm. She was being shortchanged. Do you see that? Yes. Okay, that's what the first thing a person tries to do to manipulate you. The person who's telling you that is not really telling you that because they view you as an equal. They're telling you that to control you. They're telling you that to stop you from having a pleasure or to really know what's going on. So that's the first thing they want to do is to challenge and usurp the authority of God. Now, God said that Adam can eat of any tree. He said specifically there was one tree he couldn't eat out of everything that that was there. It's just one tree, man of God. So let's let's look at verse two. Caller, we see you. We're going to answer your call momentarily. Please be patient with us. Thank you for calling. Go ahead. Verse two. And the woman said to the serpent, we may eat the fruit of the trees of the garden. Verse three. But of the fruit of the tree, which is in the midst of the garden, God has said, you shall not eat it, nor shall you touch it, lest you die. Verse four. Then the serpent said to the woman, you will not surely die. Verse 5, for God knows that in the day you eat of it, your eyes will be open and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. You see that, Brother mm-hmm. Vernon? Amen. How can we ever be like God? But he's appealing to her her, her lust. He, he's a- appealing to her wanting to be superior or have the same 
equivalency as God, be God in reference to knowledge. Amen. And she didn't become a living being until he breathed into her. Amen. So she has to understand that, if nothing else. And Adam is right there. And he's not instructing her. He's there, Brother Vernon. I know. Um, <laughs> okay, so to answer your question, we were made in his image. Amen. We, we have the same connection. It's only when someone wants to do things their own way, man of God. Amen. And he understands children. Children have parents that have been placed over them. He understands that. Sometimes we are misguided as small children. But, you know, we come to an age of accountability. And when we hear the word, Brother Vernon... Mm -hmm. But when your heart is hardened, there's no way a seed can get in there. That's true. This is what we're talking about. We're going to take the call. Hello, you're on Save the Lost at All Costs, and God bless you, and thank you for waiting. God bless you. Hello. How y'all doing today? Oh, wonderful. And how are you, woman of God? It's so good to hear your voice. Wonderful. I had to call in because I wanted to um, exhort and encourage the brother. In the book of First uh, John, if you read First John chapter 1, chapter 2, chapter 3, and chapter 4, it talks about the love of God. And in another passage, it talks well, about... Well, um, hold on, sis. You got us going to First John. So uh, I'm, I'm feeling led to go to First John, John chapter 5 and look at verse uh, 19. And uh, can you read that for us, woman of God? We are in First John. I want you to read chapter 5, verse 19, please. We know that we are of God, and the, the whole world lies under the sway of the wicked one. You, you see that, Brother Vernon? Amen. Okay, so uh, the minister, Susan, is right on point with this. So the thing is, is that he even told the Pharisees <laughs> and the gospel of John around verse 44, you are of your father, the devil. And I believe it could be broadened to include anybody who's not a child of God. Amen. I mean, either you are a child of God or you're not. This was the highest order of the Jewish people, their leadership, the Pharisees. He told them that their father was the devil. Why? Because their hearts are so hardened. And when your heart is that hardened, did you hear what we were ministering on, Minister Susan? That your ears become hard of hearing and you cannot see. Hallelujah. Um, and, 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 the, and the worst of all that is that if you don't turn your heart towards him, he cannot heal you. So what Amen. has the devil done? He's prevented you Amen. from receiving your inheritance. Hallelujah. Also, you know, Brother Vernon, in the book of First John chapter 3, where it starts at verse number 4. Okay. This is how you can discern between good and evil. For the Bible says, whoever commits sin also commits lawlessness. 
And sin is lawlessness, and you know that he was manifested to take away our sins, talking about Jesus. Mm -hmm. And here there is no sin, and in him there is no No sin. sin. Mm -hmm. Whoever abides in him does not sin. Whoever sins has neither seen him nor known him. Mm -hmm. So you ask the question about do the people know? Do the people know that they're in sin, or do the people know that what they're doing is wrong? Mm -hmm. God says, look, little children, talking to us, those that believe, Mm -hmm. let no one deceive you. He who practices righteousness is righteous, just as he is righteous. And he who sins is of the devil. For the devil has sinned from the beginning. Amen. Amen. For this purpose, the Son of God was manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil. And whoever has been born of God does not sin. They don't sin. They don't sin on purpose. And if they do sin, the Bible talks about how the Holy Spirit will convict us. Amen. But then it goes on and says, for his seed remains in him and he cannot sin. Because he's been born of God. Amen. And, and finally, verse 10 talks, says, In this, children of God, Vernon, man of God, and the children of the devil, they both have been manifested. Whoever does not practice, it reiterates, it's saying it again, righteousness is not of God, nor is he does, do, does not love his brother. But this is the message that you heard from the beginning, that we should love one another. And God is love. And the only way that we can love one another is if we come to God Mm -hmm. and have our hearts transformed into his image by receiving his son, Jesus Christ, Mm -hmm. and the sacrifice that he made for us. Amen. So I wanted to add my little two cents. Well, that's more than two cents, and we received that, sis, and we appreciate that. But but stay with us. We're enjoying you. Uh, the, uh, the Holy Spirit put it on your heart to uh, call in. So let's get deeper. Now we know about the heart. We know about the unresponsive heart. We have looked at the uh, impulsive heart. We have looked at the preoccupied heart, and we've looked at the responsive heart. And it, it, it showed the correlation with soil and how soil is. But the thing is, how does soil get hard? It has no water. And what water would we be talking about? Living water. Amen? Amen. That's the only water that's going to make a difference in our heart is the living water. Because it says love covers a multiple of sins. God is love and love is God. So another way that uh, Satan steals the word and people allow it to happen is perversion. So let's go to 1 Corinthians. I'd like us to go to chapter 1 and let's look at verse 18. And this is the Apostle Paul ministering and he's bringing it home. We're looking at, again, 1 Corinthians chapter 1, and we're going to look at verse 18. And, uh, woman of God, what version are you reading from? There's no chapter 18 in 1 Corinthians. No, no, I said 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 18. chapter 1. I'm sorry. It's okay. I'd like to know what... I'm reading out of the New King James Version because I wanted to... um, 
I wanted Brother Vernon to follow along since that's the version that he was reading out of. But I can be versatile. What version do you want me no, to read out well, of? No, it's okay, sis. It's just the listener is listening, and we just want to make sure that we state the version. Okay, so, I'm in New King James Version. Amen. So we are looking at First Corinthians. We're looking at chapter 1, verse 18, please. For the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. You see that, Brother Vernon? Mm-hmm. And, and for our listeners, a lot of us are very uh, discouraged because we are trying to bring the message of the cross, which is salvation, which is eternal life which is the opportunity for us to be born again. And for those who have that hardened type of heart that we looked at in Matthew 13 and Luke 8, they're perishing. You know, how do you save fruit that's already started to rot? You can't. Once you left meat out too long, what happens to it? It gets maggots. It starts perishing. But for those of us who've been redeemed and covered in the blood and in relationship, it says that it is the power of God. And the heart is everything. That's why it's so important that we have the right heart condition. Now, I'd like us to go to 2 Corinthians. We're going to look at chapter 4. And we're going to start in verse 3. So, Brother Vernon, would you bless us with that? We're looking at 2 Corinthians chapter 4, and we're going to look at verse 3. 2 Corinthians chapter 4 from the New King James Version still, uh, verse 3. But even if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing. Okay, now go ahead and start reading. Go ahead and go down to verse 4. Uh-huh. Whose minds the God of this age has blinded. Wow, the God of this age. Minister Susan, who is the God of this age? <laughs> the devil. And do you see how it has a little G? Mm-hmm. In the word, it has a little G, and it says the God of this age. The God that we serve is timeless, right? Amen. There's nothing that holds him. He was in the beginning when there was nothing. So heaven and earth will pass away, right? And he will reside over the new Jerusalem. But the God of this age, this is all you got. Hallelujah. When when you don't receive him, when you reject him, this is all you got. And the God of this age... As minister students said, is Satan. That's your father. That's your God. And people say, how can that be? The word clearly says, because our Lord and Savior cannot heal you. Because your My heart, heart has turned away from him. Can't, I, I don't even know if people realize how... A death sentence that is not just physical, but spiritual total separation. You can have total separation right here, sis. 
You know, in the book of um, John chapter 7, you talked about But I, I, I want him oh. to finish that, and then let's go to where you said. So okay. um, go ahead, Brother Vernon. Continue to read verse 4, please. Whose minds the God of this age has blinded, who do not believe, lest the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine on them. Go ahead, verse 5. For we do not preach ourselves, but Christ Jesus the Lord, and ourselves, your bondservants, for Jesus' sake. 6. For it is the God who commanded light to shine out of darkness, who has shone in our hearts, to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. Wow. And verse 7, please. 7. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels, that the excellence of the power may be of God and not of us. 8. 8. We are hard-pressed on every side, yet not crushed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Struck down, but not destroyed. Verse 10. Always carrying about in the body... The dying of the Lord Jesus, that the life of Jesus also may be manifested in our body. 11. For we who live are always delivered to death for Jesus' sake, that the life of Jesus also may be manifested in our mortal flesh. 12. So then death is working in us, but life in you. Wow. Isn't that something, woman of God? <laughs> Hallelujah. And you were going to take us to John. I, I'm sorry. Could you give us the scripture you wanted us to look at this? Um, John chapter 7. So this, verse, is the, this is the gospel of John, correct? Yes. Okay. Verse 37. You were talking earlier about how do we get the heart to be plowable. And you mentioned that it had to be uh, watered with the living water. Amen. And this particular verse talks about how on the last day of the feast, uh, Jesus got up and began to talk about how he was the living water. Amen. Because, you know, Jesus always talked in parables. Mm -hmm. And the people understood that water was a blessing because Amen. when it rained, the crops would grow, the flowers would grow. Water was a necessity. And so in verse 37 in the New King James Version, it says, um, on the last day, the great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried out, saying, If anyone thirst, let him come to me and drink. He who believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. Amen. Well, the living water is the spirit of God that comes into a man once he receives the sacrifice that was placed, that was upon the cross that Jesus had done. And so in order for our hearts to be plowable, we need that living water that Jesus offered. And he also was quoting from the book of Isaiah where it talked about, you know, come, drink mm -hmm. for free. And so we need the Spirit of God to constantly uh, come upon our hearts and water us as we partake of this word. Amen. So that we won't, you know, become hard-hearted. But can you imagine when we were looking at... Uh Matthew 13, as well as Luke 8, it said the seeds, they had fell on hardened ground, and the birds came and carried them off. Can you imagine birds? Because the seed is the word of God. 
We saw that in looking at Luke chapter 8 verse 11. It said the seed in this parable is the word of God. It's the true word of God. And when your heart is that hardened in that soil, guess what? A mere bird can come and take it away. Can you imagine? Mm. So something, you know, you, you can usually shoo birds away. You know, some of them hang out for a crumb or something, but usually you can make a bird, shoo bird, you know, fly away and they go. But your heart is so hardened and you're so vulnerable, you're perishing and you can't even smell the smoke. And a, a mere bird can take the word. That That is just like so frightening to me that I have left myself that vulnerable it 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 is it is it's really really frightening you know for those who find themselves there and we must continue to to press and to stay at our post woman of god and man of god and and give them this because it's life or death now i like us to go to second corinthians we're going to look at chapter 11 and i want to look at verse 13 um, make no mistake about perversion that's happening. And, you know, Satan uses two kinds of people. And if you don't know, he has his own children. But guess who else he uses? Children of God. Amen. False apostles. Be- be- because they are perverting the gospel. Imagine that. He's in church every Sunday. And all he needs is one to pervert the gospel. See, it's a lot to keep hardening the hearts. But all you need is to have one seriously perverting the gospel. Mm. And you got all these people. Now let's look at it. 2 Corinthians chapter 11 verse 13. What does the word of God say? The word of God says, verse 13, For such are false apostles, deceitful workers, transforming themselves into apostles of Christ, 14, and no wonder, for Satan himself transforms himself into an angel of light. 15, mm-hmm. therefore it is no great thing if his ministers also transform themselves into ministers of righteousness, whose end will be according to their works. Do you see that? Mm. He's got them working, sis. Now we're going to take another caller. We love you and thank you for participating today. And we really appreciate your comments. God bless you, sis. Amen. God bless you. All right. Thank bye-bye. You. Hello. Thank you for holding. You're on Save the Loss at All Costs. Uh, yes, Nina. Uh, the, the white dove is the symbol of the Holy Spirit, of, of divine mother of wisdom. Amen. The, the, a bird, the white dove can bring a blessing. Amen. Is, as well. God bless you. All right. God bless you. And thank you for sharing that with us. Amen. Well, when Jesus was being transfigured, we saw the dove. Right. But we talked about birds. Amen. Amen. So, you know, we appreciate the distinction there. Amen. Uh, And uh, he's been reading his word. Right, Brother Vernon? Yes, yes. Okay. So we're going to go to, down to the last few minutes, we're going to go to 1 Timothy. And let's look at chapter 4. We're going to go to 1 Timothy and look at chapter 4. And let me know when you're there, Brother Vernon. We're getting there. It's getting so rich here, isn't it, Brother Vernon? 
First right. Timothy. All right. That's the second one. Right. So we want to go one, to the first chapter one. Chapter four. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So let's start with uh, verse one. First Timothy, verse one, chapter four. Now the Spirit expressly says that in the latter times some will depart from the faith, giving heed to deceiving spirits and doctrines of demons. Verse two, speaking lies and hypocrisy, having their own conscience seared with a hot iron. Verse 3, forbidding to marry and commanding to abstain from foods which God created to be received with thanksgiving by those who believe and know the truth. 4, for every creature of God is good and nothing is to be refused if it is received with thanksgiving. 5, for it is sanctified by the word of God in prayer. You see that? Sanctified by the word of God in prayer. The devil has no use for the word of God. He's constantly trying to usurp his authority and Mm -hmm. deny the the deity of Christ. Because if he is successful in doing that, then there's no work that was done on the cross. And then you can get to God by any means that you want to get to him by. And that's a lie from the pit of hell. So we're going to close right there, Brother Vernon, because we're down at the last two minutes. And um, we are very blessed to have had this. So I really hope people will look at the condition of their heart, Brother Vernon. Yes. It's it's a heart condition. It is. And that I hope they get more so out of the parables that we looked at today, that if they don't turn their heart back to Christ, he cannot heal them. And that's how the devil can steal the word. Is their heart they just need to have a desire, brother. A will, yeah, a willingness. I was a, will, a, a willingness. If you have the willingness, it will happen. Th- th- that's it. That's what we need. And because we allow ourselves to be deceived with perversion of the gospel. Mm-hmm. When you have a hardened heart, brother, you cannot see nor can you hear. So please, men and women of God, please look at these parables again. And we love you and God bless you and save the loss at all costs. Please have a blessed and thanks, blessed Thanksgiving. Amen. Amen. A blessed one. We love you. Bye-bye. Love you. It is our humble prayer that the most high God of all creation and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, continues to bless you and yours without cease for tuning in today and supporting this great move of God with your generous donations. Save the Lost at All Costs is a Holy Spirit-filled, live called-in weekly radio ministry that has been airing since 2005 and serving in the greater Las Vegas community. We can be heard every Sunday at 3.02 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on Las Vegas. Vegas's very own Christian Talk radio stations, 1060 AM and 101.5 FM. Also, we are audio and video streamed in real time during our live broadcast at www.kkvv.com and our website, www.savethelostlv.org. If you would like to re-listen to a previous broadcast at no charge, make an online secure donation, or learn more about 
our ministry, please visit our website at www.savethelostlv.org. If you prefer, you can mail in a donation. Address it to Save the Lost at All Cost, Inc., P.O. Box number 335852, North Las Vegas, 89033. Again, our P.O. Box number is... 335852 North Las Vegas 89033. All donations made to Save the Lost at All Costs Inc. are 100% tax deductible. For more information, please feel free to call or text us at 702-219-6882. Again, 702-219-6882. We would like to thank you again. Remember to remain in Christ, stay prayed up, tune in, And don't forget to save the lost at all costs, no matter what.